I guess one thing is like, okay, so for, with the Fed, I don't know how, I honestly like don't know how the mechanics of, for example, federal, like whatever, whatever the funds rate, so something, something. Yeah, the federal, the federal funds rate, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's like various things like that. Like, okay, so like somebody like Jerome Powell signs a piece of paper and it says the federal funds rate moves up by a little bit. Okay, I don't actually like. I don't know how the mechanics like works after that, and and I guess like the the, um, uh, like one general impression I have, and like you can like you should correct me, obviously, um, is mm -hmm. like, is like the U.S. Yeah, the Fed, and like also the FD, I guess also the F, or I guess just just like the U.S. federal government, like at large, just like has a, like has like a lot of like a bunch of stop and go levers at like a like within the banking system um like such that like if the u.s like wants to basically stop like most commercial banking like lending like pretty quickly which obviously wouldn't want to do but if it did it just like could or something whereas like right now like you know i could just like i just own a computer and i can just run pytorch on my computer and like the, the military would have to like break into my house to stop me yeah yeah i think this is i think this is where like compute government stuff seems like really important um but like uh at least in the sort of current paradigm um having like very large amounts of computers like important for uh sort of training state-of-the-art models um uh, and this is like much more controllable um it's true if, if you're in the world which like anyone on the laptop could like run a state-of-the-art model then then um i think we'd be in a lot of trouble um but yeah i think like the sort of the um the bull case of compute governance as a um, as a way to air regulation is like compute. So amongst like the three inputs into like uh, into like the AI production function, like compute, data, and algorithms, um, compute has like a lot of choke points. Um, it's like obvious when like someone's using like a large amount of it. It's like made obvious when someone's making a lot, made a lot, making it up there. Someone's using a large amount of it, um, um, and this this makes it like sort of the most obvious lever by which. Um, Governments could uh, uh, could be able to like have the control over like uh, cutting edge labs working on the cutting edge that they do over uh, you know that the ECB and the Bank of England and the Fed and the um, central bank. Um, am I uh, am I correct to assume system. that you listened to the eighty k podcast with Leonard Heim? Um, no, but I've read. Oh, okay. Because I, I figure just because you are like, you're like, okay, then I'm very impressed because like you're hitting all the points. You're like summarizing the podcast right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I would recommend that to my fellow, oh. like, like uneducated people. <laughs> yeah. I suppose this is, I suppose this is a lot. This is the, I think this is sort of, um, I suppose within, I, you know, I suppose as, as a, as an aspiring AI governance researcher, um, uh, and as an AI governance oh, nice. I suppose this is the, this is the, as this is the sort of, sort of professional knowledge which which I'm sort of required to, to, require to have. <laughs> no, I mean it's good. It's clear, clear. I'm glad it, it would be bad if like you guys were. I mean, not gonna lie, sorry, dude. I like would. I kind of trust like I don't know. Like Leonard seems like a little bit more senior or like experienced. Le Le yeah. <laughs> but like, I'm glad you guys are basically converging. <laughs> oh, seems like sorry, good evidence. Sorry. This isn't. This is. Yeah. I mean, this is. This is from stuff I've read from read from within the community. This oh, this oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, so I'm, yes, I'm like, I'm not, not really converging in like an actual. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I mean, like, yes. You know, I think sort of lots of people, lots of people have been thinking about this for a long time. But um, yeah. Um. 
Um, but yes, Lernheim is much more senior than than Nathan Barnes. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So, so what's your vision? Slash, you can also just carry on. I don't know if you had like a thing, but like, what's oh, your, also, your, like your vision for I don't know compute compute governance. Oh, I'm not, I'm afraid I'm not a I'm not a compute governance guy. This was just more. This was I, this was more ah. just a reference to like you know how we could. Um, so sort of uh, why compute governance is exciting and why sort of within that, you know, if we're sort of trying to do air regulation, why compute governance seems like, um, uh, 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 such like a, such like a promising, uh, thing to work on to sort of make like the full stack of air regulation sort of work well. Yeah. Um, I guess one thing, and like, I, I feel like a bad liberal saying this mm. is like, for me, for like extremely contingent reasons, I like think it's it seems plausible that like four guys across like some AI labs are just like maybe not in fact like like uh, responsible enough to like have like a really good shot at controlling their like their own or like the, the like the I guess like like self regulating AI uh, or like cutting edge AI or whatever, um, but like. It's yeah. It seems like an unusual like situation in that like plausibly yeah, just like a couple people at the big labs would in fact do a better job than you know the outcome of whatever like fucked up political process in the U.S. Yeah. Would generate you know like an agency. Yeah, yeah. I think this is I think this is like a thing that we have to really grapple with. Um, that Sam Altman does in fact seem like quite a nice guy and like pretty sensible. And like has reasonably good alignment takes, and similarly for Dennis Hassabis, and similarly for Dario and Daniela Amade, um, um, do just in fact seem like quite sensible people, and like and probably much more bought into like much more air safety pills than um, than I'd expect, as air existential safety pills than I'd expect um, um, a regulator to be. I think this is just a thing you have to grapple with. Yes, I agree. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, sorry. I, um, I, th I think. Um, yeah, I think over a longer run, um, you know, so how much churn do I expect there to be in, um, um, in like uh, who, which is the leading company? For safety arts, um, uh, AI systems, um, and you know, I suppose if one has like five-year timelines, then probably not very much churn. But you know, if one has like fifty-year timelines or even thirty-year timelines, I think we should expect a lot more churn. Um, and these worlds are more, uh, yeah, these sort of like uh, medium to longer timelines worlds. Um, uh, yeah, I think I'm like much less confident that um, uh, that the sort of particular individuals leading cutting-edge AI labs will have uh, uh, alignment takes and um, making AI go well takes that I agree with. Um, uh, I'm more bullish on regulation in these worlds. Yeah. I guess hopefully, like, they don't necessarily compete with one another. Although, I mean, maybe they kind of do, but, like, it seems like they can kind of stack. So hopefully we can get both. Yeah, I think this is, I think this should be good. I think there's also maybe, a, there's also maybe another role that um, regulation and so public access can play um like creating like common knowledge between labs um they aren't 
um, uh, they sort of are, the nerves are like engaging in a race to the, race to the bottom. It sort of allows them to, it's like a way of them all like blinking their hands. Um, and maybe this won't matter very much, um, but I think that could be another case for um, for regulation, even if you think that the sort of specific takes of um, um, uh, uh, the various sort of specific individuals uh, with power at leading AI labs are quite good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm like, I'm just, I just get gloomy for, I think, justified reasons when people talk about, oh, yeah, like, here's the nine-step process. Like, you have to, <laughs> that has to take place, and then then we'll, maybe there's, like, a 20% chance that we'll be able to re regulate AI effectively. I, I'm being facetious, but, like, or exaggerating, something like that. But, like, um, yeah, not, I, not by a gigantic amount. I think this is, like, pretty radically different to my oh, okay. expectation. Um, What's your mainline expectation? I suppose I expect, like, AI to become like, an increasingly important part of the economy and to come, like, um, yeah, up to, like, you know, up to really, like, a very large fraction of the economy before um, uh, really crazy stuff starts happening. Um, and this one, which should be, like, very anonymous, 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 anonymous. I know what the word is. It would be very unusual if... Um, uh, if this like extremely large sector of the economy, which was like impacting like a very large number of people's lives, remained like broadly unregulated. Um, the oh, other it'll, it'll, it'll be reg it'll be regulated, but just maybe uh, in like a stupid way. <laughs> oh, not... sure, yes, maybe in a stupid way. I suppose critically, um, do you expect this stupid way to be like too conservative or too on like the specific question of AI extension mm -hmm. risk? Is too conservative or too? Um, um uh, i i don't i don't even i i um or just won't be able to interact with this i i, I, I guess, like, I guess like like no i guess like generally too lenient but like also mostly on a different axis where just like i don't actually know enough like i i, I don't feel like i've like un, like read slash like learned about like various governance proposals to like have like a good like uh object level like take on this but like my broad prior is that um there's just like a lot of ways to like for yeah for anything there's like a lot of ways to regulate something poorly and like the like the reason insofar as anything isn't regulated poorly it's because of a lot of trial and error like um uh like maybe yeah. hmm, uh, i mean there's probably exceptions right like i don't know like the, like the us like like the Amer like pax americana is like maybe we didn't like lose maybe yeah it's not like we like, like we only we just like kept winning wars, starting with World War Two, I guess. Just like maybe like a counter example or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I think I still mostly disagree with this. Oh, cool. Um, um yeah. I suppose like, um, I, I suppose I see a, a much like broader spectrum between like bad regulation and like good regulation like i agree it's like very small amount there's like like the sort of space of like option regulation is very small but i think we have to hit that space for the, for regulation to be helpful um especially in this like so especially if you consider the like the doubt you know if you sort of buy the like ai central safety risk case then like the downsides of it's not this like quite fine balancing act between like 
um, you know, sort of too much whatever consumer protection and like um, um, sort of stifling, stifling like competition and stifling innovation too much. Um, it's like trying to prevent this like quite specific, uh, like very bad outcome, um, uh, which is like much, much, which is like maybe much, much, much worse than like, um, uh, you know, going like somewhat slower. Like, yeah, sort of like constraining economic growth, at least like somewhat. Um, um, uh, particularly if we think we're going to get something like this, like very explosive rates for economic growth really quite soon. And like the cost of like slowing down economic growth by weather, um, even quite, even by quite a large percentage, um, could be like very small compared to like the cost of like existential, of like, um, uh, of sort of an existential catastrophe. And I suppose I think, I sort of think of this as like, I sort of think of like slowing down economic growth as like the main cost of, of main way which like regulation goes wrong currently. I mean, I mean, I mean, like, um, I think in an actual sense, that is correct. There's the question of like, okay, Congress in the United States, like, it it's better than nothing. I'm glad it's not anarchy in terms of like, I'm glad we have I'm, a legislature. I'm also um, glad the United States has a legislature. Um, uh, how reasons responsive is Congress? Hmm. <laughs> I don't think reasons responsive enough to like, make it so that like the fight like the first big law that gets passed regard like insofar as there is one or like if there is one is like on the pareto frontier trading off between economic growth and existential security it's going to be like way like inside of that like like uh production frontier or whatever <laughs> it's going to suck on every like on, on every actions maybe on every action but at least like some relevant access yeah, that doesn't seem like obviously true to me. I think Dodd Frank was quite a good law. Um, um, yeah, wait, that, that came suppose, after two thousand eight, right? Yeah, correct. Well, yeah, I, there you go. I, I, <laughs> I, well, no, I, I agree. It's like I'm like not especially confident about doing regulation before there's like some quite quite bad before there's a quite a bad warning shots. Um, and yes, if we're in worlds where we have like no warning shots and like um, we're just like blindsided by you know. Everyone getting turned into, um, everyone getting stripped their atoms in three seconds. Um, yeah, this is this is not that good. Um, but if we know what we do with warning shots, so I think like um, Glass Steagall's good law. Um, it's not good. Good law is a technical term. I think Glass Steagall was like um, like a good like uh, good piece of legislation. I think Dodd Frank was a good piece of legislation. Um, I think the um, uh, like the 2008 Siemens bill is a good piece of legislation. I think like the troubled assets relief program is a good piece of, of good piece of legislation. Um, but what's uh, worth, yeah, these, I, I, do, I, I do. I recognize these terms and I know some of them and others I do not. Or like yeah. don't know the contents of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, uh, so it was Glass Steagall was the um, was the financial regulation passed in 1993 after the Great Depression. Um, the troubled asset relief program was passed in I think 2008, moved 2009. Um, uh, to help like recapitalize banks, Dodd Frank was um, the sort of landmark post financial crisis piece of legislation passed in 2011. Um, nice. I think these are all good. I think these are all good pieces of legislation. Now, I think like financial regulation is probably unusually good um, amongst U amongst U.S. legislation. Um, this is like a quite weak take. I guess it's unusually good. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, um, I, I agree. I think like, um, so I don't actually know the pre-depression financial history like 
at all. But um, cool. I guess, I guess like I feel like a more relevant, like yeah, the, the more relevant comparison to like the like twenty first century era is is like what I have yeah, what was the regulatory regime in nineteen twenty or yeah, like nineteen twenty five or something like. And yeah, I, I just don't know. Yeah, I know a bit. Um, I don't want to. I still haven't read this stuff. Um, I haven't still read this stuff, especially deeply. So I don't want to. Don't want to be so overconfident here. Um, but so the core pieces which were so important to the um, um, uh, for sort of the Great Depression going very badly um, was uh, yeah, no. Um, uh, no distinction between commercial banks and investment banks. Um, uh, yeah, such a bank could take um, like much riskier, um, um, could do much riskier things with like customer deposits uh, than they could from uh, 1933 until the pre-August eagle, um, and combine that with no uh, 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 no deposit insurance. Um, and if you sort of have the combination of banks, you obviously like quite risky things with, with depositors' money um, and no deposits insurance. Uh, this is quite a um, uh, this is this is quite a dangerous mix. Um, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I sort of don't want to. I sort of mostly know uh, mostly know sort of what what sort of the financial system was between um, last year and last year's repeal. So I sort of don't want to. Um, um, so I have yeah, the yeah. I'm an I'm an expert in the sense that I have the Wikipedia page up. Oh, and fantastic. um, hmm, well, yeah, there's a bunch of things basically. There's the first bank of the United States. There's the second bank of the United States. There's the free banking era. There was the era of national banks. Yada yada yada. It looks like 1907 was there was some panic. I vaguely remember this from like AP US history, like mm -hmm. seven mm -hmm. years ago or whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, I suppose yes. I suppose in, in short, I sort of agree that um, um, the, sort of the record of sort of non non post crisis legislation is like uh, not very good. I think record of post crisis legislation really, at least in the financial sector, really is quite good. I'm sure lots of you disagree with this, but this is my this is my take. Yeah, and now I, I feel like this is probably, I have no idea if this is a productive direction, but like, I feel like maybe there's like almost like some like, and something resembling anthropics going on, which is like, if there, if like you hadn't had effective financial regulation, we like wouldn't, I like, we wouldn't be talking about transformative, like, like, like the economy that supports the development of transformative AI, like depends on a strong economy that it like has, like, that's like robust to like, to like banking failure. And so there's like, there's like anthropic effects going on. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I, so I suppose one is I'm like, um, I don't know, quite skeptical of sort of bringing up anthropics in, in, the, in these kinds of areas. Okay, so but two, sorry. we then, we then like got quite bad financial, well, the US got, then got quite bad financial regulation. Um, from the mid '90s until until the 2000s, um, uh, and this right. and this was also the 2008 and, financial crisis. Guess guess when the like golden era of deep learning wasn't? It was not during that time. Well, well no, sorry, but we you're, did you're, in you're, fact get. Yeah, we did in fact. Well, sorry, the US did in fact have like quite bad financial regulation for like um, a, you know sort of 20 year period. 
Um, right. And, and what I'm like, but, what I'm saying is, is like, trans, like the era of transformative AI was like not during the period, either uh, during or, or like directly following like this period oh, of bad regulation. Uh, I think that's like got nothing to do with like the US economy was doing well, was doing very well like in like 2005 and like yeah, 1997. Yeah, Okay, this is like a very speculative, like off the cuff thing. Yeah, like cool. I, I just yeah don't necessarily endorse anything I said in the last. Cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, um, I don't know. I feel like maybe I'm just also being like, like I, I really just like don't know. I'm giving like I'm like slinging takes based on like broad yeah, impressions. We love but, like we love yeah we love some takes. Take <laughs> but like I, I yeah I basically defer to like the median EA ish or I guess not ish EA like uh governance researcher <laughs> uh, no I, th I, I think these are the very you know i think these are very there's, there's some selection effects and like governance researchers are, are selected people who think governance has like a chance of working um um i still don't have strong selection effects but probably quite strong um and i think it's like really worth sort of pushing back on you know um yeah uh you're such uh, a good representative of the effective altruism community <laughs> I I I I endeavor to be. Sorry. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, is there anything else more to talk about on um on this matter? Oh, many many things. We might want <laughs> oh, to. You you mean we didn't fully like solve compute governance just now? Oh, I mean many many things just on the financial financial regulation case studies. Oh, oh um, right, 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 right. Okay, yes, um, keep going. Oh, oh, I think you might also you might have exhausted our um, might have exhausted um, um, uh, people's appetites. Our our esteemed <laughs> Pijanawa, Pijanawa listeners. Appetites. I mean, well, I mean, like, I think that's well, fuck them. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, if I get for it, if I get for it, I will, I will, I will, I guess, stop you. But uh, I guess keep expl like explaining the cool. analogy. Cool. I still don't want to. Yeah, I think the analogy. I want to. Sort of, I think the analogy is like. I think the analogy is like not terribly weak. Um, but I don't want to sort of overstay how strong I think the analogy is. I think most of the value here just comes from looking at like, yeah, just looking at like complex regulation and complex regulation works. Um, I think a really. I think another like yeah. I think maybe the second key takeaway um, from from looking at stress tests in particular. Um, is there was not any race to the bottom dynamics, despite the fact that there was like really, I think really quite, um, yeah, really quite robust evidence that um, uh, banks do engage in regulatory arbitrage. Um, so like very hard to cause inference on, um, so yeah, very hard to cause inference on, um, oh, on yeah. whether banks do engage in regulatory arbitrage. Wait, so, um, so can you explain regulatory? Yeah, yeah, uh, just, arbitrage? yeah, yeah, just, um, uh, 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 basically, yeah. So going to trying to shift shift assets to, uh, well, sorry, shift activities to where uh, it's like cheapest to do business. Um, right, right, right. This can either be like uh, in terms of like trying to move assets like off balance sheet, so like assets, you know, keeping assets in 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 the in like whether legal jurisdiction jurisdiction they're in, but sort of shifting them. Um, it's like a different, uh, yeah. So like being in like a different part of the bank, so like. Um, using like a repo markets um, instead of uh, other ways of like doing interbank borrowing. Um, be one example of this, um, but also just like more, uh, uh, just more obviously moving assets out of jurisdictions, moving assets from 
um, from US, a US bank moving assets from its like from the US to its UK branches, for instance. So they come up with the British regulation. I mean, it's really, it's really, it's always Ireland. Oh, oh yeah, I, Ireland is uh, Ireland or Switzerland, and yeah. Um, yeah. So I think you have quite quite robust evidence that banks do do this. Um, but despite this, um, there was no. Uh, uh, yeah, this was both. Sorry, it's been both the case that like basically all central banks, all central banks that matter, have adopted like really quite stringent stress testing regimes post financial crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, um, despite it seems to me that the financial, the domestic financial system probably could have gained some advantage by the banks not adopting these, um, so at the expense of like the global financial system. Um, and also, I have in the, at least in the literature I've read and in the interviews I've read, there's not even any discussion of fear of regulatory arbitrage as something constraining sort of the sorts of regulation which the central bank to adopt. Uh, I think this is a pretty interesting, pretty interesting takeaway. I, I mean, how much of this is just because of correlated, like correlated economies? Not just correlated, uh, you mean? but like, but like, 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 um. Wait, so, so, so like the theory behind why there would be a race to the bottom is that, for example, the UK makes it cheaper to do business in the UK and banks move capital there. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, I, it's like you can imagine like on one end of the spectrum, it's like a perfectly glo- like a super globalized economy, like like uh, total, like free board, like ec- economically, like no borders or whatever. Yeah. In which case, like it doesn't even like I'm pretty sure that reasoning falls apart part right under this like hypothetical global, like perfectly globalized economy uh, because because like um uh I don't, like everything equalized or like uh yeah the economic benefits just like equalized throughout the world like like you know in, in without like respect to like borders or whatever and then like um uh can you be more concrete um okay yeah that was like a terrible explanation um uh so Okay, like just like imagine like two different um states of the world, like one of which is like like way more extreme, both of which are way more extreme than like the actual world right now. And so, like on one hand, um, you can have like perfectly closed economies, like every country, just like you know, all economic activity like happens like within their borders or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. and then, like on the other extreme, you have like a perfectly globalized economy, in which case, in like which case, yeah, borders, interest, interest like, rates are the like, same across like interest rates are the same across all across all countries uh sure yes interest rates and also i guess like returns to everything like sure. uh, returns, yeah return, uh, like both wages and interest rates the same, are the same right across, oh you're you're good country. you're you're okay man this this guy's sharp I'm, okay um <laughs> um uh you're uh, yes, so, doing a british you're doing a british undergraduate degree is you learn the fucking subjects you study oh oh well in america we get uh we get to study like more than one thing ha 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 all uh, <laughs> um I, <laughs> these are both like okay um uh okay yeah so so in, in the in the like libertarian paradise world um yeah yeah but like so, wait i don't even so central banks only have um i'm very much like thinking and talking at the same time as you can probably tell but like that's that's, that's fine this is what writing like, is hard this <laughs> is what Chris now is for exactly um writing hard talking so, easy so, so so like like the um man i'm realizing how poor of a grasp like i like of like like i have no idea what a central bank does and like realistically 
<laughs> I mean, I think I think I kind of do. Like, like, but they do a bunch of things. I know the Fed like adjusts the federal funds rate. They like control yeah, the money yeah. supply. They're like the bank for banks. Like yeah, above, and it, above, above, above and beyond that, I like have no idea. <laughs> so you also do fat regulation. If for, right, for our right, discussion, right. that's that key other function. You also do fat regulation. Um. Uh. Right, and so any financial regulation in this libertarian paradise um pauses it might adjust like the interest rate for example um but, but it then will, everything it, everything should yeah everything should equivalent right so like there's no there's no mechanism yeah. like there's no race to the bottom because everybody's like by definition or like by assumption in the same yeah. Like, like yeah. Adjacent. There are no, there are no, uh, no super normal profits. Everyone, yeah, uh, perfectly impressive markets and so forth. Um, okay. I suppose like yeah, the key, yeah, like the key way this is like not like our current world is interest rates have in fact not equalized across countries. Um, uh, and also we empirically see, um, um, at least again, I want to emphasize cause inference is very difficult in this area. Insofar as we can have cause inference here, as well as looking at sort of more basic measures, like sort of just much more basic regressions, we do in fact see that when financial regulation gets um, uh, gets more stringent in like country A, um, those the banks in country A move assets to country B, where financial regulation is less stringent. Less stringent. Wait, uh, meta meta level aside, um, didn't you? Okay, haven't you like? Didn't you make a thread that's like all your rejections? To like EA places. Oh, I did. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this I'm, is... also, I'm also non EA places, mostly non EA places. Okay. Okay. Th this this conversation. This is okay. I'm getting so black pilled on everything because yeah, like you like you know your shit for like a bunch of like random things, like random important things, not random, but like important things. And so like yeah, man, like there's there's no hope for the rest of us. Anyway, okay, back to the object level. <laughs> um, uh, keep going. Yeah. So uh, interest rates haven't yeah. normalized. <laughs> yeah, I haven't, haven't. We can, we can come back. So you can, I think, I think you should be less black filled than, 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 um, than, so than, than just than very dark gray. Um, well, we can, we can come back to that later. Um, uh, I, I mean, whatever you want. Yeah, now or later. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let, let's just finish off this thread, and then we can maybe come back to that to that discussion. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. So interest rates haven't. Yeah, interest rates haven't haven't equalized, and we do see this empirical phenomenon of banks moving assets towards lower towards like countries where it's cheaper to business. Assume that other country is is also a high income country. I.e., banks don't move from like yeah. You can make your regulation like as good as you, you know make it as cheap to do business as you want in like the Congo. You know, um, uh, uh, Wells Fargo is not moving any any of its assets to the Congo. Um, mm. um, and so, so in this context, I think it, uh, I think it is like on its face interesting. Um, uh, I'd say actually not surprising, but I think it is on its face interesting that we don't, we sort of don't see this rate, we don't see this race at the bottom between like central banks in terms of like, um, yeah, in terms of, sort of post post two thousand eight um, uh, fact regulation. Um, I think maybe the sort of the, the sort of analogy here to AI is that um, yeah we might have a reason to think this I think maybe gives us some reason to think that sort of um, uh, international international competition um, uh, international competition is like less of a uh, less of a constraint on on um, on like regulatory regulatory coordination um, even without any explicit even without any explicit coordination between countries. And without the US having to use its either soft or hard power 
um, to enforce it. So the Fed did not, the Fed had like played no part in like forcing the ECB or the Bank of England or the or People's Bank of China um, to adopt um, to adopt stress tests. Um, so I think this gives, I think this is actually quite encouraging for thinking about um, uh, whether uh, whether a lack of international coordination will doom uh, AI regulation. Yeah, I, I kind of, yeah, I, I, I sort of, um, at least for a while, for like last like 10, 20 minutes, or whatever, like lost track of, of like what, yeah, like what this analogy was like for. Oh, um, sorry, yeah. But yeah. no, 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 but, but I, I, I think I like, it, it's like pretty direct, right? So we're talking about like country level, like country, country level regulation versus country, re country level regulation on like these two domains. And like, I guess uh, it, it does, my impression is that um the finance like yeah the financial systems across the like developed world are like much more equal than the ai infrastructure or like ai yeah. economies or, yeah i think that's yeah. like very clearly true yeah. yeah yeah okay okay so like maybe maybe like this is just like i guess good because you like you only have to worry about like one government instead of like or, or, at least, or at least i think if you sort of create a good model of regulation which is what happens in with stress tests is that stress uh, tests really proved their worth um in 2009 um like they really restored confidence in the u.s banking system um uh, if you get so maybe if you if you sort of have this good model of regulation then they can be then they sort of read the same that be like adopted like very very widely which is what happened with the stress test in particular mm -hmm. yeah cool yeah sounds good yeah um I mean, yes, yeah, so I think we can maybe we can if we've got if you've got yeah uh, if you if we can maybe you can maybe sort of come back to um checking out stress tests um <laughs> some some other time. Um I've got I've got six more takeaways. No, I've got four more takeaways. Um that might be a little a little excessive. Uh, no, um, I mean like you can at least like list like I don't know how much it maybe we won't have like an hour for each or something, but like <laughs> you can do like the short version at least. Maybe, maybe maybe like what are they and, and then and then maybe we can like figure out which ones to sure, like dive in. Sure, sure. Um doop -doop -doop -doop. let's find the doc. Let's find the doc. Let's find ah, oh, here's the rest of the doc. Yeah. Oh, um uh I think this is I think this is maybe the third, the third and most the third and most uh, other like really big one. Um is like credit rating agencies. Um, I think they're like a pretty major part in the financial crisis. Um, um, uh, yeah, I think yeah. So credit rating agencies play like a pretty major part in in uh, for making the financial crisis. And I think at least some of the ways in which we're doing air regulation now seem to me to have like structural similarities to how credit rating agencies were structured. I think that's maybe that's maybe a second takeaway. I think that the other other takeaways that industry standards just were very important in influencing what regulation was. Um, um, I think there's been like a big question in like thinking about you know how much like how much how much sway do we think about interlab agreements? Um, uh, so currently, um, we'll, yeah, how much influence can we have on the on like long term air regulation um, by by getting interlab agreements, interlab standards? I think the lesson from like current regulation in uh, especially in the US over the past or century or so is a lot is a, is a lot is it can matter a lot and it could even be the most important thing um and there yeah and, and I think the final one the third takeaway um which still haven't already chatted about um is banks mostly haven't been able to gain the stress testing system um 
think those are, yeah, so those are those are three we haven't sourced out already. Yeah. Um, uh, I I mean these all seem like good. <laughs> I mean like like good analogies at the you know. Um, uh, is there anything? Is there, which one of these jumps out to you as like the um, most insight like insight rich? Yeah, I I think I think the industry standards one is maybe. Um, I think the industry standards one may, might be worth talking about. I think it, it really is striking just how um, um, just how influential um, um, science regulation industry industry level science regulation has been um, in influencing the long run um, the long run trajectory of US science regulation. Um, so, so um, we're talking about I. Uh, like the um laws or or just like yeah not like non-law agreements slash norms like within companies doing the right. yeah I'm yeah sorry. like various various ways in which um uh banks and other financial institutions have regulated themselves via through non-legal uh, okay. channels um uh, i've had like really profound influences on like the legal ways in which they've been regulated okay no this is i'm i'm like i don't know anything about this and i'm like kind of surprised and also so okay yeah so like what are what are some some of these cool. things <laughs> some of these norms yeah so i mean so stress tests are one um the stress tests started out with something done within the within the mortgage industry um um and then they were adopted pretty wholesale um uh, the methods of stress testing were adopted pretty wholesale by um, uh, by central banks after the financial crisis. Um, it's not much more of a flashy takeaway here. This is just the takeaway. This is just yeah. the first takeaway. Just like this method which they used is now just used in a very similar way, um, but and it now has the force of law. Mm. Um, that's the first one. Uh, I think the second one. Um, I think this is maybe the most maybe the most striking um, uh, is that credit rating agencies sort of pops up in the U.S. and sort of the early early past twentieth century. Um, Wait, I'm sorry, um, I, I I don't I like sort of missed. There's something with the audio. Uh, could you say that again? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So stress tests were first used by the mortgage industry in the sort of 1990s. Okay. Um, um, uh, and now I've just been adopted by all the major central banks. Ah, okay. Okay, so so, so first there's like inter-industry proliferation and pr proliferation and like now you've added uh, like international, like legal. Yeah, and now it's just okay. now it's just legal, international legal proliferation. Yeah. 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 Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not, that's it. That's the that, that's takeaway there for, for, that, for that one. Um, <laughs> Uh, I think the second sort of really striking example um, is yeah, credit rating agencies. So yeah, credit agencies sort of pops up in these sort of early um, um, yeah early twentieth century in the US. Um, I went right, right. Um, we're going to rate bonds, and so by, by rating bonds, um, investors will know and so sort of, uh, other mostly bonds um, will know how much they can trust them. Um, and now and then yeah now the, and then these uh uh both the specific organizations doing the doing the credit rating and the credit ratings themselves became enshrined in u.s law in 1975 um 
So like a large number of like financial institutions, like pension funds, so sort of most, I think, so most importantly, are only allowed to invest in uh, bonds rated prime or best, yeah, in the sort of prime category by credit rating agencies. Um, and the only credit rating agencies, which like, this isn't quite true anymore, but it's like pretty close to being true. The only credit rating agencies which count are with the private credit rating agencies as uh, established in the early part of the 20th century. Um. Oh, so I, wow. I can be much, yes, I can be much more concrete. So, like, um, whether uh, the U.S. like teachers pension fund wants to invest, wants to buy some bonds, um, and the U.S. government says, "Cool, you can only buy bonds rated um, prime or better, and rated prime or better by Moody's, um, Fitch's, or Standard and Poor's." Um, there are a few others, but basically just those. Two. Um, is it, is this actually a is this like it is kind of sounds like just regulatory capture by Moody's? Is is that is it? Do you think that's like the right read, or is it actually like a wise? Uh, I think it's like philosopher king regulation. I, I think it's regulatory laziness. Okay. Um, is it like they were all like very established by 1975, and it was like just much easier to piggyback off them than um um well, than like I mean, just it, it, their own regulation. Object level though, is, is it even good to like, for the government, like I honestly like don't have a form take at all, like whether it's good for, like, yeah, whether you should expect the market to be able to like handle risk appropriately or like whether you need slash want regulations on what types of bonds, um, like the teachers union, whatever can buy. Can buy. Years, like... Yeah, yeah. Um, I have no especially strong take here. My okay. big take is yes. Um, um, my sort of takeaway from like my big take is yes. I think there's actually reasons to think that this could have like quite bad unintended consequences because like basically something quite similar did have quite bad unintended consequences uh, in the seventies, and the bad unintended consequence was the financial crisis. Um, um, right, right, right. Um, so I, I, weekly, yes, but yeah, I, I just, the reason I would characterize it as regularly captured by Moody's is like. From looking at a little bit of the history of this, it didn't seem to me there was lots of like lobbying efforts by the big credit rating agencies to um, to have themselves enshrined by law, enshrined in law like this. Um, yeah. And they're all just like quite small organizations. They're just like not. Um, they've like they're just like many times smaller, both in terms of revenue and staff, compared to like the large banks. Um, so I'd just be like very surprised that lobbying mm. power is able to compete with like Goldman. Um, yeah, yeah. So, but uh, this is this is quite a weak tech. I haven't looked that deeply into the history of this. <laughs> I I feel like I'm gonna add you next to Carl Schulman on like people I can call upon to have a take on like a well informed take on arbitrary matters. Sorry, well I I, I still missed that. Someone called. Sorry, that, that, this is this is like not this is I'm I'm like mostly joking. But I said I'm gonna adding you to my list of people. That I can call upon to have a well-informed take about any, like any arbitrary matter. Uh, uh, that's very kind of you. Do bear in mind I have been working this th full time for the last what, whatever, like, whatever you for say, the last, like three weeks or something. Whatever you say, I bet I bet you still know random shit about other stuff too. Um. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah. That's okay. That is. Yeah, I feel like this generally. Um. Yeah, I, I think I'm just generally more optimistic about, like, coming back to AI, about, um, 
like industry sourced yeah uh, i think regulation I, I think i think i am as well i think i basically think the current trajectory i would i would i think it's like very plausible archibald gets enshrined into law that's wild <laughs> sorry it's wild i don't know maybe it's not wild it's wild to me um it's wild. it's just like i like i don't know it's just like a little bit of like a it, you know it makes total sense actually it like sounds right it's just like um putting them yeah putting like you know paul cristiano plus but like two other people <laughs> in the same bucket as moody's is just like i don't know it's like, it's like a good like illustrative like vignette i feel like for like the new ai era anyway yeah. um yeah, I don't know. I, maybe yeah, I'm like I, reading too much into this. Yeah, and you know, I also haven't, I also haven't looked really deep. Yeah, so I've only, I've only looked into sort of financial regulation, so I haven't looked into other, other, other industries here. Um, so, so don't again, so don't want to, don't want to, you know, have too much potential force on any of these things. But yeah. um, I think there are some key analyses between financial, between financial regulation and AI regulation. I also, I, I don't, I feel like Paul always gets the credit. Paul's great. I, um, we know there's also Beth Barnes and Mark. Yeah, dude. Beth Barnes okay. is awesome. We'll give them. We'll give them a shot. Okay, I, I'm probably yeah. missing more people. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Other RQ uh, people <laughs> <laughs> on this podcast that gets uh, dozens of of downloads. Um, dozens of downloads. Dozens. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, do you want? Yes. Do you just want to wrap this up. You want, maybe this, maybe you just want to wrap this up. So just one more take. Is it banks mostly haven't been able to game the system? I've always have been able to gain the stress, gain the stress testing system. Hmm. It's my, it's my, I think I have a bit. Um, but like how I take both from like qualitative, yeah, like qualitative work, like interviews with like, um, interviews with like uh, individuals working at, um, individuals working at banks, and from like sort of this, looking at the statistical evidence of sort of whether like larger banks be able to, um, large banks be able to sort of get around uh, guess around regulation in various ways, for instance, by sort of you know not having to recapitalize themselves uh, when other banks would, and other sort of and less powerful banks would have. Um, yeah, it seems like banks mostly have been able to gain, mostly have been able to gain the system, um, um, and, and it's not it's sort of not just a tick box exercise. Um, and sort of past this is that like the Fed, the ECB, and the uh, Bank of England's models all private. Um, the banks don't know them, um, and also the, the specific scenarios change year to year. Um, I think this is again. I think this is again like quite a weak. I think this is like not that important. I think it's mostly telling us that like, uh, uh, yes, even when even in face you know um, institutions as powerful as the Fed, the ECB, and the Bank of England, even in face of very powerful and very sophisticated actors, probably the most powerful and sophisticated actors in the in the world economy, uh, the large banks are able to effectively use their regulatory power to constrain them. I think that's I think that's the takeaway from here. Mostly, yeah. not entirely, but I think mostly. This is actually pretty surprising. Um, I, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm actually, yeah, like, I guess, I guess, like, if this wasn't the case, we would be seeing more financial crises. But, like, uh, I think it's like a, a object level. Like, there's so much incentive to basically just, like, game a metric. And, like, I don't know. Usually when there's heavy incentives to game a metric, people are pretty good at gaming the metric. Yeah, I, I think we shouldn't update too much on this because financial crises... Financial crises, like large financial crises, are like structurally rare. Mm. Um, so I really don't. I don't want to sort of yeah. I don't want to like. Um, don't want to. Um, yeah, I think we don't have that much evidence just from like looking at like base rates of financial crises to see. Um, to yeah, to sort of to, to draw from here. Um, okay. Um, 
So I wouldn't I wouldn't update too much on this. Yeah, I think quality sort of the quality of evidence I hear I think here looks like quite strong. As in just when you sort of interview bankers, they they sort of yeah, uh say it isn't just a take box exercise. Um and yeah, so sort of secondarily, um just like very large banks have been forced to like not pay out dividends and not do share buybacks to recapitalize. Like Citibank okay. in 2014, their like share price dropped 6% when they when it was found they failed the stress test. Um, this is like a serious financial penalty. Um, this is like a no fucking yeah. That, that's that, that's like that's probably what like at least tens of billions of dollars in market cap. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they just like weren't allowed to pay to to pay dividends huh. for that. I didn't think you're, I, yeah. I didn't even know that was like a thing. But that's like okay. that's like a no that's like a no fucking about test. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, so I suppose maybe just maybe I just want to sum up on sort of how I'm feeling about you know sort of how this is like very broadly updated me in terms of how I'm sort of feeling about air regulation. And I think yeah, it's like yeah, updated please. me. Yeah, I think it's made me think that in worlds we don't have warning shots, I'm like a bit more scared, and I'm even quite a lot more scared. It really does seem like a financial crisis was like really quite critical, and the Great Depression before that really was quite critical in getting like better regulation. Um, I think that's like the major pessimistic update from this. I think the major optimistic update from this is that um, if you have like powerful institutions like central banks, they can do really good regulation. It's what I judge is like really quite good regulation against the most powerful actors and the various, uh, to, use, to use the sort of rationalist term, like Moloccan forces do not, uh, do not constrain them here. Yeah, yeah. And if anything, I feel like things, at least in like this particular domain, there's like various factors that actually push in the optimistic direction, like like people like individuals being alignment built, whereas like bankers yeah. are maybe not banking alignment built. Yeah, I think that's basically right. I think that's basically right. Okay, okay, cool. So we will we will resume at some point in the future. All right. Okay. Awesome, thank awesome you for having me on thank you for having me on on, on Pigeon Hour, Aaron. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you.